Kia ora. This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Speak Out um, on Access Radio 106.1 FM. Um, There were plans for this episode, but they unfortunately fell through, which is totally fine. So instead, you're just listening to me um, rambling about books for an episode. (laughs) Um, I'll introduce myself. Kia ora. My name is Neo. I use he, him pronouns. Um, And yeah, I just really like reading. Um... I read 116 books in 2021. Um, I'm a bit slower this year. Um, in 2022, I think I'm up to 10. Um, I have extensive. I have a quite extensive spreadsheet on reading. Um, it's. This is. I don't know who else is going to be interested in this, but. I just have to get an episode out and it's this is what we've got this is what I've got to offer um so my spreadsheet is quite fun it has um it's got lots of colors it's got some graphs um it's got so much data I love data um maybe in another life I'd be a data scientist um uh yeah oh I should say that um I am the volunteer and community engagement coordinator at Inside Out Koro um yeah, and uh, I was a volunteer for five years before I got my role, so very familiar with everything inside out. Um, my spreadsheet has, I really love my spreadsheet, it's like a highlight of reading um, books for me, which sounds weird because you're supposed to read books to read, but I read them to complete my spreadsheet. Um, no one call me out on that, I don't know if that's that's probably a bad thing, but I just, I don't know, it helps. <laughs> um, so my spreadsheet has the number um, of, like, the order that I finished it in has the title, the author, date started, date finished, and then days to read. Um, and then I have number of pages. Um, I have a rating, which, honestly, the rating changes so much depending on mood and so many things, so that I don't really put that much stock in rating. Um, it has a genre. I just usually do one main genre. Um, it has the date it was published, um, and then I have a favourite quote, which is always fun because I'm big on quotes. Um, it has the format, um, whether I read it as an ebook or a physical book, um, and then if if I read it as an ebook, um, I can put in either I read it as an overdrive or a PDF or a Kindle or whatever. Then I have some stats about the author, the gender, um, whether they're BIPOC. Um, whether they're otherwise diverse, um, and then I have a little slot for, um, forms of diversity within the book, um, and then I have a column if it's re- if I'm rereading it or not, um, and then I have some stats at the end, like total pages, um, how many, you know, um, men, women, non-binary or multi have, um, multi-gender people have read it, I mean, how many authors there were um and then yeah I just have some stats um I'm gonna I guess go through a couple of my favorite my favorite books that I read last year um because that's just 
that's just what I got, baby. Um, a good one that I read, actually it was probably, um, I think I, I called it one of my favourites of January, was um, Collaborative and Indigenous Mental Health Theory, Ta Taihono Stories of Māori Health and Psychiatry, um, by Wirimu Nia um, Alistair Bush and David Epstein. Um, this is a book about um, a Māori spiritual healer working with a um, psychologist um, in, in the uh, Māori, Māori Youth um, Health Service in um, Te Whanganui Atara. And it was really good. It was um, it's it was like combining how they work together, and um, it was really good. And my favorite quote from that one was "Into the world of light." Um, I also I own the physical copy of this book, um, and I've lent it to like so many people, and so many people are like on the list to borrow it just because like I've hyped up the book so much. Um, but it's it's totally worth it if you have a chance. I'd definitely recommend getting your hands on it. Um, another good book that I finished in January was Mishkan Ga'ava, Where Pride Dwells, um, edited by Rabbi Denise L. Eager. Um, and this is a collection of uh, Jewish rituals and prayers for rainbow people, specifically like throughout a rainbow person's life cycle. Like there's ones for binding and um, tucking and um, seeing another non-binary person and um, like a you know, um, morning blessings, um, but, you know, queerified, um, and that's really good, and that's another one that I've lent to people, because I really like lending books to people, so that I can ramble on about books with them, um, yeah, what else, um, the, literally, if you were expecting anything other than just me going through the books I've read, and, like, recommending the good ones, um, or rambling about the bad ones, you, that's, that's all that's gonna be, um, so if you're not, that interested in that I guess just sorry hopefully next month we'll have something with maybe not just me rambling at myself um another one that I read was what's your pronoun beyond he and she by Dennis Barron um this one was this one was okay it was quite dry um it was it's like a history book on the history of um like uh gender neutral or like third pronouns um and it does have an interesting, uh, what's the word, timeline um, of like um, as many of the uh, gender neutral pronouns created from like, I think it's like the 1700s onwards um, as the author could find, which is heaps. Um, yeah, it was interesting. It just, it didn't really talk much about like the context of gender neutral pronouns, which was a problem that I had with it. Um yeah, um, next is a book, um, that got me into Becky Chambers' books, um, which is a novella called To Be Taught If Fortunate, which is a sci-fi book, um, all about, what, no, I can't say it's all that, it's, um, it's really cute, it's, it's short, it's lovely, it's only 153 pages, um, it's really sweet, it's diverse, um, it has, I wrote down, it has trans, polyamory, bisexual, um, ace, and characters of colour. Um, and my favourite quote from it, it is, is, slight spoilers maybe, it is beautiful, 
I replied, looking out at the nothing. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, man. Here's... Okay. This book, like, emotionally destroyed me. It's called An Unkindness of Ghosts by Rivers Solomon. Um, it is... It's a little bit on the longer side, I guess. You could say it's 351 pages. Um... But man, was it so good. I would highly recommend looking up the um, the trigger warnings or the content warnings before reading this one because it is very heavy. Um, but if if you're all okay with all of those, it's real good. Um, some of the representation in it are people of colour, um, intersex, um, trans, and then some neurodivergence of um, autism, psychosis, and OCD. Um as a psychotic person myself, I did find the psychotic representation in it a little bit triggering. Um, and of course, among the other heavy content. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really good book. Um, my flatmates are watching things in the background. I hope you can't hear that. Oh no. Um, uh, next book I read was one called Nice Jewish Girls, a Lesbian Anthology, um, edited by, edited by Evelyn Taunton Beck. Um, this book was fun. It was interesting. Um, it was written in 1982. Um, I think I had a copy that was from a little bit later than that. Um, but it was just like, uh, it was really interesting hearing from, um, Jewish lesbians of, you know, of that era. Um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. I don't have much more to say. Um, had some interesting stuff on like diaspora. Mm. Um, then of course one of my favourite books I reread it in twenty twenty one called Challenger Deep by Neil Shusterman. Um, it's a book about a young boy, um, a teenager with um, psychosis, um, and like the sort of worlds and spaces that he inhabits. Um, I really really love it. I think it does a really good job of um, sort of showing some things about what psychosis can feel like and some of the consequences of it or consequences effects of it um and yeah it was, it's really good um it's i think it it does a good job of like narrating psychosis but not taking away any of the but like not romanticizing it because it definitely doesn't does not do that um mm, <laughs> okay this next book is very funny. Um, only myself and one other person I've talked to has ever read it. It's called The Book of Eels by Tom Fort. Um, it is <laughs> it is incredibly pretentious and hilarious because of its pretentiousness. Um, it was written um, in like a really strange but like poetic way. Okay, I should explain what the book's about. It's a book about like the history of what we know about eels and like the science behind it so like it's going into a, like all these dramatic scientific like backstory like backgrounds of i don't know it's like all these dramas within the eel community and whatever it's really funny um and it's also very niche which i like i like a good niche book um my favorite quote from this one was it is a secret creature and its ways are discreet which literally the whole book is written about that. And yes, that is a quote about eels. Um, I wish that one had any 
any any like I don't know the the author Tom Fort really likes describing people because like he interviewed a whole bunch of people for this book and he's really into describing like every detail about what they look like in their homes and where he met them um but that's really interesting because there's so much about eels that I didn't know about um yeah um okay one of my favorite books of the year um I I did I had I, I realized that I read a lot more poetry than I thought. Um, and one of my favorite ones of the year was Post-Colonial Love Poem by Natalie Diaz. Um, Natalie Diaz is a Native American author um, and poet. And oh my gosh, her stuff is beautiful. Um, she also is um, uh, LGBT. Um, or uh, I'm not sure if she identifies as Two-Spirit, but I know that... Um, she is rainbow in some way um and she has the most beautiful descriptions of like love and like woman and she has this okay she has this like fascination with like people's hips and has the most beautiful quotes about like hips and like it's it's beautiful um also i could it was a real struggle to choose a favorite quote from um from post-colonial love poem let me check my little my little extra spreadsheet and see if i can see um what my other quotes from okay other quotes from post-colonial love poem were i know another name for holy is water um love and what love becomes the light will not touch so we will touch the light in their water-shaped hands, um, this one's funny, left my body and spoke to God, came back seraphimed, and then I have another name, I have a rattlesnake name. Um, I just thought this book was really beautiful, and it had some really great themes that I think speak to me as like a Māori person, um, especially like around water and um, whenua or land. Um, yeah, it was really beautiful. Um, and then apparently I was on a on a theme about going off on um, books by Native American authors, because then I read Alatsaway, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, um, by Darcy Little Badger, um, and that was a cute little young adult fantasy about a um, young Native American girl um, who can, um, who likes, it's like set in a world where ghosts exist and stuff um i don't know if i should call it fantasy actually because it's got like a whole bunch of native american beliefs um yeah but it's, it's a really good book it was really sweet i really liked the relationships in that book um another good book i read was the invisible life of addie larue by ve schwab um it was nice it was good it was just i really like stories about immortal characters and stuff like that so that was really it was just like kind of everything I wanted. I know that book's got some, um, caught some flack or like been um, criticized for not having any characters of color in it, which is valid because, um, yeah, obviously every book needs more characters of color. Um, oh, can I just rant about this book for a second? I found a cool quote from this book called Honoring Your Ancestors, A Guide to Ancestral Veneration. And then I read the book and it was a, such a terrible book. It was like really Catholic, um, even though the author, well, the author was raised Catholic, 
but claimed that it could apply to other cultures, but it just didn't. It was just so Catholic. <sighs> yeah, very Catholic book. Not my kind of thing. Obviously, if you're into that, sure, I'll go over it. But not the kind of book that I want to read, especially when it was marketed as being a book for anyone. Um, I read The Book of Longing by Leonard Cohen, which was a great little poetry book um, by a man that... I'm sure not many people know write poetry, um, just not not just songs. Um, and that was really good. It was lots of sexual stuff in there, which is valid. It's interesting. Um, but yeah, just be aware of that if you're going to go read some Leonard Cohen poetry. There's also some really interesting stuff about um, you know uh, religion and faith and stuff too, um, which is mainly what I read it for. Um, then I also read Walking the Clouds, an anthology of indigenous science fiction, which was really hard to get my hands on. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really interesting. Um, it was really good. Um, a f little funny thing is that it wasn't short stories. It was like snippets from longer stories, which I didn't realize, um, until quite a way in. Um, but that is where I found another really good book that I read later called Starwalker, um, which by Robert Sullivan, which is a collection of, I think it's a hundred poems, where every poem has to have either something about the ocean, um, or a waka, um, I believe, um, and it was really good. There was some really good stuff in there. Um, I want to reread it. Um, this is making me want to go back and reread all these books. Um, then I started rereading Animorphs. Um, what is there to say? Animorphs, my beloved. Um, so many people, I think, looking at the covers of the Animorph books, if you're familiar, there's like anim people, like kids turning into animals, and I think that gives like a really skewed view of what Animorphs is actually about. When it, it's like, it's like really intense. Um, and it's about these kids who basically become child soldiers and, um, fight in a war. Um, and there's themes of anti-imperialism, of trauma, of, man, so much intense stuff, um, of, like, bodily autonomy, um, and it's real deep. And there's, like, a whole lot of body horror that I didn't really think was body horror growing up as a kid, because I read them as a kid. Um, Yeah. Real intense and real fun. I love them so much. Um, I love these children. Um, they are very cute and they are all war criminals and that is wonderful. Um, then I, 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 another one that I read was uh, Puna Wai Kororo, an anthology of Māori poetry in English. Um, edited by uh, uh, Raina uh, Faitiri and Robert Sullivan. Um, which was good. It was it had some good stuff and some stuff that I wasn't that interested in, um, as most anthologies do. But it was it was it was actually really good. Um, and uh, my favorite quote from that was, "And it wasn't all pain, and it wasn't all grieving. Just so long as he kept on dancing." Um, that was from a poem. Oh, I really should have written down what it was. Who it was by? Let me see if I can find it. Johnny Come Dancing. Um, by, did I not write down who it was by? Why would I do that? I didn't write down who it was by, oh my god. Um, that's unfortunate. 
Um, another favourite poem from it was At the Conference, um, which was about a little little woman at a knit like knitting during a conference and it was really sweet. Um sorry. That's just me going off on a tangent. Back to my spreadsheet. <laughs> um actually I'm gonna read you that poem. That's actually something we've been tossing up about like doing like a poetry segment. Um so if you're keen for that, let me know. Feel free to like email me at neo at insideout.org.nz. Um if there's anything you want to hear from Speak Out, um if you like the idea of a poetry segment or any other kind of segment. Okay, I'm going to read it to you. At the conference, Sydney University, August 1988. In the midst of all the academic discourse, in language fearfully intelligent and intimidating, there's a lady, knitting, sitting there listening, smiling, while her hands fly in, cotton web, in cobweb fine cotton thread. She's knitting a cloth for her dinner table. I take the risk and disturb her concentration. Excuse me, I whisper. How many stitches? Without taking her eyes off the presenter of a paper that totally that has me totally confused, she murmurs. Two thousand. She has made my day. In a lecture room stacked with literae from all over the world, and not missing a word, she is knitting two thousand stitches into a dinner cloth. Um, and then there's the dancing one, um, which is like a bad, an Irish guy who gets cursed to dance and comes to New Zealand, and it's really sweet. Um, oh, ha ha ha, found out. All three of these poems are by Bub Bridger. Um, apparently I really like Bub Bridger. That's right, I did try to find more stuff from Bub Bridger, but struggled a little bit. I'm going to read you one more poem. It's called Wild Daisies. If you love me, bring me flowers, wild daisies clutched in your fist like a torch. No orchids or roses or carnations, no florists, bow, just daisies. Steal them, risk your life for them. Up the sharp hills, in the teeth of the wind, if you love me, bring me daisies, wild daisies that I will cram in a bright bright vase and my marvelite. Yeah, I thought that one was really sweet. I don't know. It's funny, like, the poems that speak to you, sometimes they're not the ones that you expect to. Um, but sometimes they are. And I'm just a sucker for anything about craft, so that's why the knitting one spoke to me. Um, and also it was really sweet because, I don't know, I can't explain it. I just feel like you can't explain these things um, about poetry. Um, another good book that I read in 2021, um, actually the first of a trilogy, which I have still want to go read the third one of, was um, Son of a Trickster by Eden Robinson, um, which is about a um, young teenager in um canada uh, a um indigenous canadian um uh, young man who finds out that he is not entirely human um that he is the son of um the trickster um and it's really interesting it was really sweet there was a lot of um it was quite a uh hmm it definitely didn't shy away from difficult topics like drug use and um, things like that and like, you know, substance abuse. Um, I really liked it um, and like child abuse and stuff. Um, but So do check out the trigger warnings um, or the content warnings. Um, my favourite quote from this one was, The world is hard, you need to be harder. From the character's mother, who is a, 
is a very very interesting character basically the there's a lot of um like talk about like intergenerational trauma because the main character's mother her grandmother was um at a residential school in canada um and it's it's just a very uh uh I don't, what am i even saying it's just a, it's a lot um but it, it is it is a great read um so i would recommend that and i definitely do want to go listen to the or read the third one still um, another good book I read was Whispers and Vanities, Samoan Indigenous Knowledge and Religion um, by, oh I'm going to butcher this name, Tamasailao M. Suali'i Soni, um, edited by them, um, which was really interesting. It was like a, um, it started with a, a essay from the king of Samoa, I believe, um, uh, and then all of the rest of the um, essays in the book were like a response or like a not a defense of but like yeah like a response to that um, initial um, essay um, and it was really interesting it was like talking about um, indigenous knowledge and religion in Samoa um, and how those things came about I guess um, and the importance of them now and it was really interesting and it made me realize like I didn't know that much about Samoa um not as much as I should at least and I definitely still need to do some more research um another book that I read was the book of queer prophets by edited by Ruth Hunt this book was very Christian I was mainly excited for the Jewish ones there were like two out of like 20 um and then there were a couple of like Muslim ones and then the rest were all like Christian which is fine, it's just, it was marketed as like a intersectional um, book. So that was a bit disappointing and I have, I, I did talk to someone, like a, um, a Muslim person who read it as well and wasn't impressed by the um, ratios there. Um, it would have been also awesome to get like some lesson, like some lesser known religions um, or like non-Abrahamic religions. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, and then another good one that I read was Restructuring Relations, Indigenous Self-Determination, Governance, and Gender. And this was basically like, <laughs> it was like a report on like some interviews that um, the author, uh, Rona Kuokanen, did. Um, it was really interesting. It was like talking about Indigenous um, self-determination versus like, basically, Tino Rangatiratanga, um, like, self-determination versus oh what's the word sovereignty um and like how um like sovereignty doesn't cover everything that it that self-determination does um and then talking about like governance and like governance structures within indigenous um communities mainly focusing on the sami um of europe um the uh, Inuit of Greenland and um, the uh, Indigenous Canadians or Aboriginal Canadian um, communities. Um, it was really interesting and just looking at like the history of those um, governing structures and stuff and then also looked at like gender within those um, mainly focusing on like the rights of women and um, 
like the roles of women and stuff um but it did acknowledge like uh um other genders um like not just like non-binary genders and stuff um and it was really interesting and like two spirit communities and all that um yeah it was great um oh okay coming up i got i read stone butch blues man was it a lot but it was so good oh by leslie feinberg um if you're not familiar um read content warnings 100 percent. it's a really heavy book it's not an easy read but um it's very got a lot of um insight into the time um when it was written and when it came out and stuff um yeah i think i learned a lot from it and it definitely um engaged me wanting to learn more about like lesbian communities and stuff at the time um yeah sorry it's 10 p.m i'm just tired <laughs> um i don't know why i left it this late um then i read um wonder home um by jay dragon um which is a rule book to a ttrpg where you are anthropomorphic animals journeying together and it's so sweet it like it's set in a land where there was just a war but the war finished and there's like no violence there anymore like that's in the rules and oh it's so lovely it actually got me really interested in like um game like ttrpg game design and stuff so i was in a couple of discord servers for that for a while um but then they got overwhelming so i left them um but this game is beautiful um i would highly recommend it i've played it a few times and it's um really good um, you can play it with the GM or Game Master or without. Um, I highly recommend playing it without. Because um, you can like collaboratively and cooperatively come up with um, a story. And it's really beautiful. Yes, recommend. Um, then I read oh, The Fifth Season, which is the first book in the Broken Earth trilogy. It's really good. I still have to read the second or the last few um it, this one was a bit longer it was 468 pages um yeah oh i want to go back for a second my favorite quote from stonebutch blues was this one um i don't know if i can do it i told her my friend laughed you got no choice i thought, thought that was really sweet um then I read The Bullet Journal Method by Ryder Carroll to get a little bit more about bullet journaling because I love bullet journaling. Um, and that was like, that was like around the time where I completely redid my bullet journaling um, method and just went back to like the, the OG Ryder Carroll version and it was so much better. Um, and then I read a whole bunch of Animorph books. <laughs> then I read more Leonard Cohen, um, Book of Mercy. Um, yeah that's the keep going keep going oh um then i read a good one called toeda um maori methods of teaching and learning which was a really interesting one um oh it was by um joan metka um interesting book around like the like hearing from like maori elders about their um how they learnt and were taught like um like to our maori and like traditional maori um, methods of doing things that's really good. Then I read another amazing, really niche book called A Place for Everything, The Curious History of Alphabetical Order by Judith Flanders. If you're wondering what that is, yes, it is 
um, a book about the history of sorting things alphabetically. Um, that sounds really niche, and it is, and it sounds really boring, and it's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really enjoy niche books. They're just so much fun. Um, yeah, yeah, what more is there to say? Um, my favourite quote from that one was, A place for everything, and everything in its place. Order reigns supreme, confusion avoided, time saved, vexation spared. That's, yeah, just history of alphabetical ordering, sorting. It starts with, like, the history of the alphabet, which I didn't know that much about, and then it goes to, like, the history of writing, and then the history of sorting things, and then moves on to the history of sorting things alphabetically. Um, obviously mainly came from, like, monks in, like, libraries in, um, like, England. Yeah, interesting. Then I started a series called um, The Murderbot Diaries, which is about a robot that um, hacks its own like governance unit, like tells it what to do, um, like the thing that like, you know, stops it from being sentient. Um, and then it becomes sentient and then it just like has anxiety. Um, <laughs> it's entertaining. Um, it's it's like a series of like short short stories slash novellas um, and then one novel which I still haven't read that I need to. Um, oh, the series is by Martha Wells. Um, it's quite popular on Libby, um, at least in Wellington. But it's really good. Um, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, is it time to mention it? Is it time to mention This Is How You Lose the Time War by Amal El Motar and Max Gladstone? I think it is time. Um, this book is incredible. It is beautiful. It's a sapphic um, sci-fi um, romance um, between two characters um, on opposite sides of the time war. Um, and it has the most beautiful writing in the world. Um, genuinely stunning. And the romance is... Oh, Oh, beautiful. Um, let me see if I can find my other quotes for this one. Um, I have built a you within me. I love you, and I loved you, and I want to find out what this what that means together. I have been made a weapon, and they have plunged me into your heart, and this is how we win. Um, this book is beautiful. It is romantic. It is... Oh, it's beautiful. It's actually so good that I immediately, even though I hate audiobooks or, like, don't enjoy them, I immediate was, immediately was like, this would be an amazing audiobook. So then I went and listened to the audiobook the, literally the day I finished the, the physical copy. Um, uh, next one I read was Imagining Decolonization by a whole bunch of people. Um, I'll quickly go through them. Bianca Elkington, Moana Jackson, Rebecca Kittle, Ocean, Rebecca, uh, Rebecca Mercier, Mike Ross, Jenny Smeaton, Amanda Thomas, um, maybe more, I can't quite recall. That is what I wrote down as the people. Um, this one was interesting. It was, it was good. The, I really liked the, um, like the essays from the Maori, um, people. I didn't think the essays from the Pakia people were that necessary. Um, it was kind of like a, this is why you, Pakia people should care about decolonization. Um, but then I didn't think that was necessary. Um, but it was still interesting. Um, 
Then I read The Honey Month by Amal El Matar because I loved um, I loved her writing so much that I went and read more, which is like um, for 30 days she tried a different kind of honey, um, like variation, variant of honey, and then wrote a poem about them and they were really lovely. And my favourite poem or quote from that one was the world is all for sipping love, so tilt back your head and drink. Um, yeah, just lovely. Um, next up I got some real good books called um, On Earth We're Briefly Gorgeous by Ocean Vuong, um, which is like a fiction book written about like letters from or like um, a young or like a Vietnamese man talking to his mother. Um, and it, uh, he is gay, and, um, oh, it's just a really lovely book, and the writing is beautiful, um, and I actually, I, I have a big thing about, like, saving quotes, I really love quotes, um, and the one that I took from this one as my favourite quote was, sometimes being offered tenderness feels like the very proof that you've been ruined, um, yeah. What more is there to say? I love this book. Oh, just kidding. I have more quotes. Um, our hands are empty except for our hands. Um, uh, and maybe we sing to keep ourselves from falling. Maybe we sing to keep ourselves. Um, what if we? Are, what are we if not what the light says we are? And then there's a long one here. Um, you're not a monster, I said, but I lied. What I really wanted to say was that a monster is not such a terrible thing to be. From the Latin root monstrum, a divine messenger of catastrophe, then adopted by Old French to mean an animal of myriad origins, a centaur, griffin, satyr. To be a monster is to be a hybrid signal, a lighthouse, both shelter and warning at once. Yeah. Um, it's destroyed me emotionally. I think I'm still recovering, honestly. <laughs> um, and then for a book club I read The Priory of the Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon um, definitely very long it was 830 pages um, but it was really good it's like a fantasy um, like with some I think it's mainly centered around like a well it's centered around like an apocalyptic like dragon coming back thing um, but there's there's cake there's um uh, WLW characters and there's MLM characters and there's characters of colour and my favourite quote from this one was come come my love and we'll both take flight and there's magic and dragons and sword fights and all sorts um, it's really good and like treason and yeah all cool stuff um, then I read Deaf Republic um, by Ilya Kaminsky which is like a long form poetry book um, about well, it's heavy, um, so I won't go that much into it, but it, it has, like, um, hard of hearing, or, like, deaf representation, um, and Ilya Kaminsky is Jewish, um, and it's, like, a really, really, um, hard-hitting, emotional poetry book, and it was beautiful. Um, then I read, uh, The Other F Word, A Celebration of the Fat and Fierce, which, like, changed my whole view about, like, how I view my body, um, it was amazing. Um, and the very first, um, uh, essay, entry, essay, um, or, like, 
collection in there is um, about being trans and fat um, and how those things like intersect. Um, the representation in there is obviously fat. Um, people are um, experiences of colour, um, indigenous, queer, LGBT, non-binary, trans and disabled. Um, yeah, it, it's beautiful. And my favourite quote from that one was, let them look at me and think that I have failed. I know in my heart that I have already won this game. Then I read a bunch of Animorphs. <laughs> I really like Animorphs. Um, and then I read Growing Up Aboriginal in Australia, which was edited by Anita Hayes, or Heiss, um, which was an anthology of um, stories or like um, essays from Aborig like a Aboriginal Australian um, writers about growing up Aboriginal in Australia um, and sort of the age ranges were from I think one of them was like 14 up until um, like 80s, 80 year old um, and obviously those older people being part of or um, very closely affected by being part of the stolen generation um, and it made me realise how little I know about Aboriginal Australian culture even though they are our neighbours and siblings um, so yeah, I, I, that really prompted me to go read some more books um, from Aboriginal authors um, and, you know, do some more research and hear those stories a bit more. Um, favorite, there was some good poetry in there too. Um, one of my favourite lines from the story was, We're the dream of our ancestors. Um, let me see if I can find the other, let me scroll down. Um, the other quotes that I highlighted, um, I will forever be learning about myself and my heritage, which is the quote that just spoke to me. Um, my ancestors dance in the stars and their tongue are in the flames and they tell me you have to keep the fire alive between the black and the white. There's a story waiting to be spoken. Um, some other quotes. I remember a sense of place becoming embedded in my marrow. Land holds stories, and within those, it contains the people, both of the last and the present. Um, and perhaps I'm a warrior poet. Yeah, good, good book, good book. Um, then I read a couple of um, books by K. O'Reilly called um, the Dragon, the Tea Dragon Society, and the Tea Dragon Festival. They were so cute. They're like um graphic novels um about tea dragons like dragons that you can make tea out of the little plants that grow out of them and they're really diverse and the author is non-binary um and they have um wlw rep mlm rep um disabled um rep um both um and deaf rep and then um characters or like experiences of color um and then i read a really terrible book um the racism was like real high in this one um which I, I got it out of like a free book exchange thing and i it was just not enjoyable um yeah it was not good so i'm not even going to mention what it was um and then i read the whale rider which i think i read as a kid um, and i definitely really enjoyed the movie as a kid um by witty ihemaida um it was really good getting to the hundreds that actually the whale rider was my hundredth book hundredth book for the year um and then i read a psalm for the wild built which was my third book by becky chambers 
um, which was really sweet. It has, it's like a little sci-fi book about, um, a robot and a tea monk, um, and like their journey together. And it's really sweet. And I definitely want to read the next one when it comes out. Um, I really like Becky Chambers. She is really good, like wholesome representative, um, sci-fi. Oh, and the, one of the characters is non-binary, the tea monk is non-binary. Um, then I read Piranesi by Susanna Clarke, um, which was good, it was good. It was actually a really enjoyable, um, sci-fi, no, fantasy, yes, fantasy. Um, it was like... So I'm a weirdo who likes getting spoilers for like things, especially like movies and TV shows. Um, but this book kind of drew me in and didn't give me any time to like go read about what the ending was. Um, it was really good. It was good. Um, then I started my, oh yeah, highly recommend that one. Um, slight warning for, uh, there was a tiny bit of fat phobia in it, which was just unfortunate because otherwise it was a perfect book. Um, and then I started rereading The Wicked and the Divine, which is a graphic novel series, um, about, um, some gods being reincarnated every, I don't remember how often it is, 100 years, maybe? Um, and they are, like, famous, and it's really good. Um, I actually still have to read the last two of that. I never finished them. I just got them out at the library and then just got, gave them back. Um, then I read Fight Club, which was boring. It's okay. It's just boring. Um, I'm probably gonna get like yelled at for that opinion by so many people. Um, and then I read Peter Darling by Austin Chant, which is like a trans retelling of um Peter Pan, which I've recommended this to people and every single other person has come back and been like, I loved it. Um, so you should definitely read it because it's so sweet and you just like at first the character of Peter is really annoying but then you like get a little bit of insight into what he's thinking and where he's coming from and you're like oh you poor thing um and it has uh trans rep obviously and then MLM um rep as well um yeah what else did I read oh oh so um as a like a present um I got given a book of poetry um, by, by yeah, I got given a book of poetry by Ruby Sully called Tokubaba, and it I I I know I said I hadn't recovered from something earlier. I don't remember what it was, but like genuinely, I have not recovered from this one. Um, it broke my heart and open and like exposed it to like the elements and I still haven't managed to like fix that hole in me um but like in the best possible way um Tokupapa was beautiful um it was it's like a it's like a, about um uh uh talking from the point of view of um obviously this this poet um talking to her father um and like as they grow up on land that isn't their Papakaiga or Papakaiga or like ancestral land. Um, but it's just, it's beautiful. I'm going to read you the quotes from it because I, I think you need to hear them. Um, we sat together in silence deep in the mountain's heart. And then I lie back 
head tilted up and let myself fall into the sodden sky. We have a tupuna named after the Morpok's cry. I think of how she must have been born singing. I guess when you love someone enough, their rivers become you. When you love someone enough, you become the land they walk on. Um, this book is amazing. Um, highly, highly recommend. Um, it really speaks to me as like both as like a Māori person, um, and I think it's a really great look into. I don't know. It just feels, it feels like you're being a little bit like voyeuristic into like the um, Ruby Sully's um, childhood, but obviously you're being invited there. So is it really, like, are you really encroaching, or is it, is it, is it like, is it bad to say that because is that like being like not not acknowledging that I don't know I don't know sorry I just it's 10 30 I'm having thoughts about poetry um oh yeah um and then actually that's the last book I read of 2021 was a book uh called The Art of Winnie the Pooh by James Campbell which was looking at the artist of Winnie the Pooh um uh, I can't remember the artist's name. This makes me feel so bad. I'm going to Google it real quick. E.H. Uh, e. Shepard is the artist. Um, and it's beautiful. Um, I was mainly looking at it for the art. Like the like the unpublished Winnie the Pooh art. Because I wanted I want to get a tattoo of Winnie the Pooh. Um, yeah. Um, that's the end of my 2021 books um I, I I read yeah so I read 118 books last year um the the uh hang on let me go to my stats um I had five uh 41 five stars 35 four stars 14 three stars three two stars and zero one stars um I read, um, the max number of pages was 830, the minimum number was 72, um, my max days to read was 166, and my minimum days to read was zero, as in I just read it in one day. Um, I read a total of 27,033 pages. Um, yeah, I really like reading, I like it a lot. Um, one more book that I do want to mention that I'm I'm counting because I started it in 2021 um, was Gathering Moss, um, a natural and what's the what's it called a natural and a natural and cultural history of mosses by Robin Wall Kimmerer. Um, I read it as an audiobook um, because that was the only thing I could get my hands on and I don't usually like audiobooks but man was this one stunning as an audiobook. Robin Wall Kimmerer is a Native American woman um, and this book kind of combines Native American knowledge with in, um, or like Native American indigenous knowledge with like science um, because she is a scientist. Um, I can't remember her exact uh, role but she 
plants plants and moss and stuff um but she has the most beautiful voice and you can hear like the passion and like how much she cares about these things in it in her voice um so if you do get a chance to read the audiobook highly recommend she also wrote braiding sweetgrass which i'm in the middle of now which is um, a little bit longer um but it's just as beautiful um yeah those are those are the books i've read um just ran you through a few of them um <laughs> thanks for listening um yeah i i i love reading um it's so good it just you know you can just like go into a book and just forget about the world for a bit um oh there was one thing i wanted to do i wanted to quickly run you through a couple of my favorite quotes um one quote that i forgot to bring up was from um an unkindness of ghosts which was you gender malcontent you othering otherling um and that was really lovely um looking through looking through looking through um quote from mishkan rifua where healing resides like jacob i may be wounded shaped and renamed by the struggle um from okay the one thing i did like about the book of queer prophets was this quote but there is room enough come and be enough um and then from the sun and her flowers by ruby carr um and here you are living despite it all um from starwalker i am learning my history the people who lie within me um from aphrodite made me do it by trista Mattia. um I have chased the universe to its end. Mm. Oh, quote from Wanderhome. The road has a song all to its own. Press your ear against my chest and you'll hear it. Um. From an Animorphs book, which is an unexpected place to get this real intense quote. There's only one way to deal with fear. Be afraid. Be afraid, and then go ahead and do what you have to do anyway. Okay, quote from Evidence Poems by Mary Oliver. I love Mary Oliver. Um, said the river, I am part of holiness. And I too, said the stone. And I too, whispered the moss from beneath the water. I really like moss, apparently. <laughs> I'm just into moss. Um... So I really should have had this prepared. Oh, um, no, I did read that one already, didn't I? Oh, okay. From Deaf Republic. This one is just, um, it emotionally destroys me. Um, in like a Jewish way. At the trial of God, we will ask, why did you allow all this? And the answer will be an echo. Why did you allow all this? Yeah. Um, funny quote from an Animorphs book. And that's how we ended up discovering the evil horses that threatened all of humanity. Um, quote from the Night Circus. You're in the right place at the right time and you care enough to do what needs to be done. Sometimes that's enough. 
Anyway, 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 that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I got for you. Um, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate that this was a bit of a strange episode. Um, maybe bringing it back to its roots a little bit of speaking out being just a place where people can come and hang out. I have done an episode all on my own before talking about psychosis, um, which you can probably scroll back and find if you're interested in. Um, but as I guess the coordinator of Speak Out now, it falls to me to if we if these things fall through, I just need to come and ramble. Um, so I'll have to think about what I should ramble about next time. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, I appreciate you, you know, taking the time out of your day to listen to little old me talking about little old books. Um, I recognize right now that my intention coming in was to talk about rainbow books. Um, I did just kind of talk about every book that I've read, or at least my favorite ones. Um, there were some rainbow ones in there, so I, I feel okay about that. Um, yeah, um... Again, thanks for listening. Um, I hope you have a great rest of your February or whenever you're listening to this. Um, and I will see you back here next month. Kakite. Don't matter if the road is long, don't matter if it's steep, don't matter if the moon is gone and the darkness is complete, don't matter if we lose our way, it's written that we'll meet. At least that's what I heard you say a thousand kisses deep. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding accessmedia.nz.